Welcome to Energy is Currency Podcast, um, hosted by myself, Alexis Williams, yoga instructor, business consultant, hair loss practitioner, all things to all people. And today I have the honor of sitting with Audrey Cash, owner of Level 3 Yoga. And as you know, Energy is Currency is all about the business, but it's definitely about how to manage yourself in business. So having her today is mad pivotal because it's helping you to establish business, uh, balance, that's what I'm trying to say. For myself, teaching yoga and experiencing yoga over the last three, four years has had such a profound impact on myself as a person, but also on my business, my, my relationships. It's expanded and created abundance in every single area. So as you looked, as you've heard in other episodes, like I combine my yoga with my business and my business with my yoga. And that's balance for me. So I wanted to open that up. Um, so welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it really is a pleasure. So tell us, tell us about you. So yeah, my name is Audrey. I own Level 3 Yoga, which is Atlanta's only all hip hop yoga studio. Uh, we really believe in the liberation of black people and we believe in that through hip hop culture. I mean, it's so authentic and rooted in who we are. For me, hip hop isn't just necessarily hip hop music. It's soul, it's blues, it's jazz, it's funk. Like all of these have these intersections and um, it's all just a way to keep rooting uh, yoga in our own authenticity. Yes, yeah. yoga's for everybody. So this is literally home of trap yoga mm -hmm. in Atlanta. I'm also one of the instructors there, and it is so much fun. <laughs> you know, and trap yoga isn't new, but I think level three refines what trap yoga is. I think in some aspects it's too trap in other environments and it's less yoga. Um, and I think in other places it's too yoga and it's less trap where it's like, we ain't trapping like this, you know? Or but I think, I know for myself, it feels good and balanced. So I'm like, oh, my body feels like I did something. <laughs> and I also felt like I went to the club. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you though. That, well, yes, we didn't create trap yoga, mm -hmm. but I do agree with you that a lot of places will either be so about the music and and not necessarily teaching the poses, um, you know, in a way that we are honoring what yoga is supposed to be. For sure. Um, I don't personally believe in changing the names of the poses because we didn't create them. So no. why are we? <laughs> we don't need to change the names. Um, and then there will be other places where it's so yoga and they have like their course on is trap yoga. It's like trap music. It's like, no. Or it's like Miley Cyrus trap yoga. Right. Yes. Like, now. Yes. Yes. I agree completely. So I, I really do believe that we have a, a, just a great balance of we are going to bring you the yoga. Like I am a yoga teacher. <laughs> like I want you to walk away and feel like you took a yoga class. Yes. And you just happen to listen to some amazing music that makes you feel really good. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so where did your yoga journey begin? Oh, I started taking yoga 10 years ago in LA. Yeah, everyone in LA was doing it. Um, I was in this like super stressful job. And so I was like, oh, I guess I should be doing that as well. Like it, it really was kind of like that. <laughs> uh, Tia Maori went to a yoga class in um, a show that she used to have. 
And so I went to that exact same studio. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> which is why I always say representation matters. It, it really does. I was like, well, I don't know where else to go, so I'm just gonna go where she went. And it was a Bikram class, so it was hot. And I was like, I had no clue what I got myself into. <laughs> After those 90 minutes, I was hooked. Yeah. Because yoga, um, it just made me stop talking. It made me like be quiet, you know, physically stop talking. But then it also just helped me to understand like I can find stillness and like I can pause for a second and like listen. And it just all of the things that I wasn't doing in my in my life. Mm -hmm. um, so I did, so I started there, um, ended up finding a studio out in Santa, Santa Monica that I loved. Okay. And then did a teacher training with him because I, I mean, yoga was just changing my life. I felt like I was becoming a different person. I felt like I was not caring about a lot of the shit that I was holding on to. I felt like I was physically getting lighter and I was like, I have to teach this to black people. Like I just, that's just, that's just truly how I felt. I just was like, I have to bring this to my people. So I did teacher training and that was six years ago. And we just been rocking ever since. So I started yoga when I moved to Atlanta. Okay. It was, you know, something I wanted to try. Mm -hmm. And I started at a Bikram studio. Okay, yeah. And when you say you lift, you literally learn how to be quiet and just focus on your breathing and talk yourself off the ledge. Cause yes. you know, the first few yoga classes, you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. You're kind of like also like looking around what like, wait, what is happening? I just what don't. Is this person doing? <laughs> yeah. Is, is that a butt crack? Like, like oh, am I supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Can they see me sweat? There's yeah. so many questions and just paranoia. <laughs> am I dying? Am I gonna make it out of here? It's a lot of that. And then after like the fourth or fifth class, mm -hmm. you're like, you didn't do any of the stuff that you were worried about in the first four classes. Just be quiet. And then by the seventh class, you're like, oh, I think the teacher said to do something. Oh, maybe I'll do that then. And you go through this experience of learning how to observe the world around you as opposed to having to be responsive and reactive. And yeah. that for me, man, the peace, the changes the peace. Yes. So I took my teacher training in 2019. Um, just just shy of the coronavirus pandemic. I mean, and I think I was probably one of the last classes um, uh, in the studio that did a full in-studio training. Probably, yeah. Like, one of the last groups ever. And it was, it was incredible. It was an intense. I learned so much. Man, the stuff that I learned, I... I, I've attached it so much to my life that I can't I can't unhear it. I can't go back. I always think that like how different I would be if I didn't do a teacher training and like if I didn't learn specifically about the chakras. Yeah. Learning the chakras changed my life. Yes, for sure. <laughs> it, just, for sure. it changed my life. It makes so much sense why I had sore throats growing up. It makes so much sense why I had sinus issues because I was like, this is a whole nother podcast but for real I, I just suppressed a lot of my truth growing up and mm -hmm. quite literally I was a liar if I'm just being honest and so it makes sense why my throat chakra was wow, so so just impacted by all of the that trauma for so long yeah and so it's just so cool like all of those little things that you learn I think mine was the will of suffering mm. 
the wheel of suffering. Oh, wow. So the wheel of suffering is about identity and how we attach ourselves to everything. Everything after that you put, I, me, mine, my, you're attaching yourself to an identity and you get a choice now whether you do it. So are you in pain or are you experiencing pain? Are you, you know what I mean? Are you in a bad relationship? Are you experiencing a relationship where you need to learn from? You know what I mean? Like, what are you attaching yourself to? Because everything after I am is a reflection of your identity. And the bricks, you know what I mean? It was like the ton of the weight that was lifted off my shoulder and the back. I was like, mm -hmm, I'm not that anymore. Uh -uh. You know, new legs, new leads. Yeah. You know, you have to be identified. So I love, I love, I love teacher training, which brought us um, to 2020. We're all caught up. So you guys know how I handle 2020. Mm -hmm. Audrey, how did you handle 2020? Uh, I'm even like sighing just thinking about it. Um, okay, 2020. Don't <laughs> So we opened uh, Level 3 Yoga in East Atlanta Village in April of 2019. Mm -hmm. We were in that location until December of 2019. Uh, so nothing technically with the pandemic, just not a great location for us. <laughs> we'll just put it like that. And then we moved to a new space in Midtown. And so we were in that space for about two months. And then the pandemic hit. Um, and March 18, 2020. I like can't forget the date because I lost four jobs in one day and um, two of those jobs were I mean basically the clients that paid my rent <laughs> like basically uh, and it just um, I was in shock literally in shock and it took a lot of um, understanding you know like you said this isn't happening to me and, and in the moment, it's, it's recognizing why is this happening for me. Um, I started to really understand where a lot of my weaknesses were, specifically when it came to the business, um, understanding where are these places where you should have always been doing virtual classes. Like what, what you should have always had these virtual options. And, and, and I don't want to say it's easy to do virtual because in a sense it is sure, but, but recognizing like, why weren't you doing that? You know, is it, why were you relying so heavily on certain things? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and not, and not necessarily being open to other, other ways of doing it. Definitely. So 2020 for me was growth. <laughs> it was being really honest really, really honest about where I needed to grow, um, how I needed to grow, and being okay with whatever came up from that. Yeah. Not judging it, you know, not um, recognizing the weaknesses and just not really judging them. Mm -hmm. So we pivoted a lot, <laughs> a whole lot. We went from in-studio classes to completely virtual. Mm -hmm. um, we, I challenged myself to create a lot of like programming that would be virtual and some new ways that I hadn't done before. Mm -hmm. So 2020, at the end of it all, ended up being amazing. Yeah, I can't say that it was easy going through it. There are moments where it's like, all I can do is trust on God. Yeah. Because the rent's gonna be paid somehow. I don't know how. And I don't know when. <laughs> but but somebody gonna get some one day. 
Hello? <laughs> Hello? And so it's a lot of trust. It's a lot of recognizing yeah. that you can only control what you can control. Um, but because you can control what you can control, you need to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how I feel a lot of the time. I feel like if I'm going to truly allow, like, God, spirit, universe, literally whatever you call it, <laughs> to move, then I got to show up and do my part. And so that was a lot of 2020. And he recognizes Okay. Just me recognizing how I can show up better uh, for my business and for myself. Yeah, that was a lot of 2020. Yes, 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 yes. I think we all have, everybody experience, I, I would say this all the time, everybody experiences the same storm in different roles. Oh, definitely. You know, and unfortunately, some people were, was on the portraits, like the end of Titanic, and some people were in big yacht, sure. you know, kicking yeah. it, you know, yeah. popping champagne, and there are lots of various types of boats in between. It's just navigating unknown waters, uncharted waters, unstable environments, with that groundedness that you can move over water, you know, that faith that I can walk on it. And that was, that for business owners, for entrepreneurs, for anybody that required a lot of just like, for me, 2020 was about self-discipline and creating structure. There's, you, it's fun to be motivated, mm-hmm. but motivation is going to die. Some days you oh, won't feel motivated. Oh, it doesn't oh, relieve the deadline. <laughs> the deadline doesn't say, it's okay, girl. Right. Yeah, no. You can be motivated next Wednesday. No, you're going to be doing it that way. Get up, create structure for yourself. And your structure can't be, well, I have to be at a job somewhere else. At 10 a.m., it means I need to get myself up to participate at my laptop at 10 a.m., so there's no driving, you know what I mean? There's no need to get dressed, you know what I mean? I don't have to pack a lunch. So all of those perfunctory tasks we were doing for an external environment, yeah. we had to recreate for ourselves. Absolutely. And that internal structure was like, okay, now you can be self-disciplined because yeah. you've created an environment for it. So regardless if we are knee deep in the pandemic or not, as a person, you have to create that that structure for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that was dope. And, and hold yourself accountable for it. Yes. The structure isn't for anybody else but you yeah. to benefit from. That's so, true. so we made it through 2020. Yes. We're in 2021, y'all. <laughs> and yo, sometimes it feels like 2020 with a wig on. Some days it feels like the mustache glasses situation is <laughs> looking real familiar, but it's not. So what are your plans for this year? What you got going on? What's happening now? Man, uh, 2021 has been God. <laughs> so like, that's like really just, I just feel like I am, um, I don't know, I just feel like I'm walking in the blessings. But also I, I, but also I recognize that I work really, really hard. <laughs> so I also know that I work really, really hard. Uh, so 2021, we uh, launched our workplace wellness program. We had it in 2020. Life. <laughs> we had to relaunch it. And that's been amazing. It's been really amazing to um, just work with these like corporate clients who start to understand. You know, we have to put our employees first. We have to make sure our employees are, are well. And what does that look like? And what services can, can an employer offer in order to make sure that their staff members are well? 
And then we are going back into the studio. So we just started in-person classes again. Uh, we found a studio space in Reynoldstown, uh, Grant Park area of Atlanta. So we started classes April 5th. Um, and then, gosh, I'm trying to think of what else. We launched our couples yoga class, which has been amazing. That you was, were just featured on Merida. That was featured um, on Merida at first sight. Yes. So it's been, it's been good. Yes. It's been um, a lot of, sort of a lot of the like fruits of our labor. Mm, I walking in that. Definitely feel that. Walking in there. Yeah. So that's, that's been really good. And just, um, I've been pressing more into like, fear is not real mm. like into this idea of like think about everything that you endured in 2020 and like if i can get through that like if i can get through moments of like not knowing how rent was gonna be paid and then rent being paid Every what, time. what else what is there to be afraid of we've already experienced all that yeah and it's also okay if, if that wasn't the worst and there's something worse than that it but it's shown me that I can still get through whatever that worst is. Yeah. Like it's definitely shown me um, just the resilience that I have and, and how I'm able to keep going, how I can be reminded of, of God's abundance in, in the smallest way. <laughs> and it's just, it's been a ride so far. And we're only in April. <laughs> Which is so exciting. <laughs> It's so only April, and that is so crazy because I think for me, I anticipated another like extended 2020 where we would have like you know, quarantine time, oh, fair. rest time, yeah. and like you said, we planted, I know I planted and nurtured some seeds last year. I was nurturing, planted, let me talk to it, let me yeah. do this. It was a lot of nurturing. And now I'm looking around and it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, we flat out for a year and then we like cruising right up into altitude and um, just establishing that balance. And that's why like I'm sticking so hard to my yoga because that's the space where I can redefine what balance means at that time. Yeah. I had a conversation with a friend not too long ago and we talked about what life balance is. I have to just be honest. I said, work life balance isn't real. It's really not. There is there's no consistency in life where you will always have 50% home, 50% work, 50 or 30%. However you do these numbers or achieve this skill, right? We need to look more towards work-life peace. Being peaceable in each environment so that you're not carrying your woes from work home. You're not carrying Ooh, your woes from home part. to work. That part. That's the problem. Because it's like we're too overwhelmed because I'm running from work and I got to get the kids and we got to be here right. and I got to do that. And then there's traffic and there's an accident and then I'm gas. And, and we have all of these things to account for. But if you can be peaceful and present in that one moment, you can achieve so much more. I'll say this. I think that work-life work, work balance is real okay. for that for everything that you're actually saying because okay. for some of us for some reason it's capitalism I already know the answer we think that we have to dedicate so much of our life to work mm -hmm. because so many people believe that I can only have the type of lifestyle that I want if I 
go work for somebody, slave for somebody for however long, because that's what we've been taught, right? Mm -hmm. We've been taught I'm supposed to go to work, I'm supposed to then receive a certain amount of money from that work, mm -hmm. and then I can go have this life. But for so many people, it, it's not that. For me, work and life is all the same in a way. For me, it definitely is. Like, I, I, I don't know, I just have moments where the work is not work. Yeah. So, so I hear what you're saying. Of so like, that's it's that sort peace of peace within it. Sure. Yes. For real. That's yeah, that that's peace true. within it. That I enjoy this. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy it. being at home. I enjoy being at work. I enjoy my travel to work. I enjoy going to the gas station. I enjoy, and it, it's the energy you're bringing to yes. this lifestyle yeah. that creates that balance. Right. Because it's realistic to have a bad day. I'm, right. I'm not course. gonna. I'm not gonna disable you or dis disregard your experience but even on bad days you can still bring peace to this you know i'm experiencing more traffic than i usually do oh yeah Instead of, oh it's so much there's so much traffic everybody in my way you right. know what i mean sure. Like, sure it's still the same with my cars but the energy i brought to it changed how my day went yeah. for me yeah because those cars don't know you exist they, they, they. <laughs> and last year i was at a um, like a mini retreat and one of the, the women who was facilitating mm -hmm. and people have probably heard this before she was saying instead of saying i have to do something i get to do something mm -hmm. and that has changed my mind about a lot of things for sure so now mm -hmm. i don't look at things as like oh i gotta go do this it's like no i get to do this because also i get to choose whether or not i want to do this yeah. and for me, that balance starts to come in when I can recognize the things that I get to do mm -hmm. and how that brings me enough for, like fulfillment in that. Yeah, sure. And it's okay to not feel like, you know, everything has to go in the work category. It's okay if there are some weeks where you're pouring more into the kids, the, the spouse, whatever that looks like. It's okay, you know, to have the hobbies, you know, if you're single, like it's okay to have the time with the friends and to recognize there are moments when you need more of that. Yes. We don't always have to be so burdened with work. No. So to me, it doesn't have to be the balance of the 50-50, right? It can fluctuate. Yes. And that that for me is the balance, if that makes sense. Yes, that fluctuation, sure. that my ability to sort of move between the two yes. and to just be really grateful that I get to move between the two and I get yes. to choose what I want to do on any sort of time, moment of the day. That's the piece I'm talking about. Yeah. It's, that's the piece I'm It's pretty about. amazing when you can get to that. Uh, so... The goal at level three for myself, because I enjoy teaching level three. Yeah. Uh, we did a retreat a while ago, and I was just like, wow, I teach a really gritty, trap yoga class. <laughs> and I had to sit and just enjoy it. I was like, I could not play this for my mom. And she's not my target audience. So fair, I'm fair, okay fair. with that. Sure. Um, <laughs> That's so true. I still love you. Um, but. The goal is to create that workplace peace. And so tell us more about how we can get into the workplace um, yoga programs that you have available. Oh, yeah, yes. Um, so we do a few sort of different types of, of structure for our workplace wellness. Um, I have some people where I just teach them yoga. It's mm -hmm. hour-long classes. I have clients where we do virtual. Um, and we also do some in-person classes with some of our clients here in Atlanta. Uh, and then I have 
clients like a LinkedIn, a Salesforce, where we've done like more virtual workshops with them. Mm -hmm. So it's more so them understanding, you know, their employers, employees are still at home. How can they create, you know, wellness spaces in their home? How can they start to balance their time at their desk with being able to do other things, making lunch? I told my LinkedIn clients, y'all should be trying to make some sort of lunch every day. Even if it's like tea, or I'm gonna go take the time to go warm up my lunch. So you are physically getting up from your desk <laughs> and choosing to yes. leave this work. Sure. 10, 20, I hope it's an hour, but however long. Um, so it's, it's sort of, you know, us recognizing that not everyone wants the yoga. You know, that's always gonna be an offering. Some people want more meditation. You know, some people wanna understand more so wellness within their company. Yeah. So you offer a lot, we offer, a lot. It's been um, it's re been really really cool though to like work with these brands and to help them just start to understand why they need to care about their employees. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. Like why they need to be offering these. Why it's their responsibility right. to be pouring back into their employees. Sure. That's been really nice. That's so dope. Yeah. That is so dope. I'm so proud. <laughs> Thank you. I just love seeing black businesses come out. Yeah, and then that's been cool too, right? To be a black woman-owned business and to be talking to mostly white men. I do have a lot of white women who reach out to me and to be trying to help them understand why is this important to show a diverse <laughs> person offering wellness? Like why, why is that important to amplify black women voices in the wellness space? You can't just keep having the same people. I love, I'm like, I just watched this uh, D5 video over the weekend and I love, you know, our older sort of spiritual leaders and how like they're like, they've paved the way, but we gotta start to get in some new voices and we gotta start to help people understand, you know, why diversity matters with yeah. who is offering this in your workplace, yes. why it's important for black women who are on your team to see someone like themselves to be presenting this information it helps us all recognize like how we can be doing this for ourselves because again i only went to a yoga class to see how we did and so I, I just believe so strongly in in seeing you know who represents you and seeing yeah. what those people are doing and being and receiving from them as well for sure that's amazing yeah, we definitely need more of that because because of the banks. So <laughs> no, you said it very eloquently. So how can we learn more about Level Three Yoga? Oh, find you yes. All of the details. Okay, so we our website is level3yoga.com. Mm -hmm. On the website, you'll see more information about our workplace wellness off offering, um, as well as our live classes, our in studio. We also have a, a Level 3 Yoga On Demand. It's actually about to change to Level 3 Yoga At Home yeah. <laughs> to just offer more um, sort of practices that are centered around being more at home and sort of helping people again navigate, how can I create this wellness space for myself at home? Yeah. And we have our in-person classes. We are on Instagram and Facebook, Level 3 Yoga. So that's L-E-V-E-L, -E -E the number three, Y-O-G. Thank you. Um, what was I about to ask? Oh, we have our spring classes. We have yes. yoga and work. Yeah, so a lot of my personal mission, like I recognize that yoga isn't accessible for everyone. You know, paying $25 a class is not accessible for everyone. So I've really 
sort of made it our mission to offer as many classes that are affordable, mm -hmm. um, donation-based. I try to work with a lot of brands and get things sponsored so that we can just make the cost, you know, not as much for people. Okay. Um, so we are launching our trap yoga in the park. It's going to be Sundays at 6. We had our first one on Easter. It was... So good. Uh, Easter was 404 day, which is like Atlanta day. So we did an old Atlanta versus new Atlanta playlist, which was, it's just so great to see people like literally bouncing in class and just letting themselves move. And it doesn't, I mean, again, we're from Bikram. So we know the, just how rigid Bikram could be. I'll never forget. Oh my gosh. This has nothing to do with any of what we're talking about, but it's Bikram related. I will never forget. I was in a class. And this guy like didn't take a water break. You know, at Bigger, uh, I think it's after the two, dang, I haven't taken classes so long. It's after the two, the two breath exercises, you can take water after that. I don't remember, but there is a water break in Bigger. I will never forget the teacher was like, let's say his name is Sam. She was like, great job, Sam, for not taking water. What? Like, how are we, why are we like complimenting <laughs> something? Like that's, but that's how rigid Bigger is. Mm -hmm. And I just don't believe it. <laughs> like, I just don't believe in that. So it's so great to like be able to teach yoga in a different way. To so people can enjoy it. Yes. I yes. Think when you have so many familiar elements, like being outside, fresh air, fresh sunlight, cool music, you feel less awkward and out of place. Yes. You know what that's I mean? so true. And yeah. in yoga classes, especially for Black people. You can feel very ignored. Yeah. You can feel very out of place. Yeah. And, you know, creating safe spaces is about making sure that every single person feels accounted for. And even to add to that, you can hear cues that don't work for you in your body. Mm -hmm. You can hear the teachers saying things that are like, what? I'm like, what I mean. Right. <laughs> there, can, there can just be a lot of, of, of language, of, 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 just how the teacher teaches that doesn't necessarily make you feel like mm -hmm. that yoga class is for you. Exactly. So I'm also just really proud of how we are four black women leading level three yoga. How our teachers just make it a point to make it inclusive. Yes. To make it, Absolutely. Um, yeah, just a fully inclusive experience for, for everyone. Yeah. yeah. And I always talk about the liberation of black people. Let's be clear, I want yoga for everybody. <laughs> like, let's be clear. But I also think that we are misrepresented in, in the industry. We are we are seen as people who might not be as flexible. We are for some reason I know that when like black people come to the studio, people automatically think it's your first class. Like there are just definitely things that we aren't necessarily um, to just different ways that we're not necessarily um, represented well in the, in the industry. So I just hope that we we gonna keep breaking down some of those stereotypes. We gonna oh, keep sure. bringing all the the juicy yoga to the listen. Leave it to Gen Z. They're doing all that. True. I'm just teaching the classes. <laughs> and mixing the, you know, mixing the Gen with the Titty Boy. Right, right, right. And CJ and so that's my job. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, but I appreciate that everybody is putting so much effort into creating sustainable environments. Inclusive environments. Supportive environments. Thought-mindful environments, you know. Bias-free environments. Yes. And you know, I'm I'm fine with being the person that's like, no, I'm doing this for black people. I sure. am. Sure. I am. 
I, I mean, yeah, that's a complete statement. I have nothing else that I want to contribute to. I don't think I'm Issa Ray rooting for all the black people. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> well, check out this episode. Check out more about Level 3. Check out our classes in studio, at home, in the park, at retreats. Um, it's so much more coming from Level 3 Yoga. I am very grateful to be a part of the experience and to, you know, supplement it in the best way that my little ratchet self knows how. Um, so you can catch more Energy is Currency um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, SoundCloud. We're on maybe eight or nine different platforms, wherever you stream, wherever you like to listen or watch. Um, and you want to learn more about business strategy tips, more ways to strategize a more fruitful environment for your business, hit up blushbizonline.com and connect with me personally. I look forward to talking to y'all soon. Thank you for joining me for Energy's Currency. All of you, I really appreciate it. And until next time, learn how to mind your business personally and professionally. Bye, y'all. That was awesome. Thank you.